Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboys. They're always around. To help build your hope up Then help drag you down They'll leave you with nothing Worth singing about Good evening, everybody. It is Wednesday, July 13th, 2016 AD, and you're checking in with your smoking nephew, Blazing Rye, and this is Blazing Rye, colon, space backstage. And now I would like to welcome to the program the Richter to my O'Brien, the Sade to my battering wall, Mr. Jonathan Weeks. Mr. Jonathan Weeks, how are you, mate? Good, yeah, man. That's how that's you that's doing, mate? I'm doing all right, mate. No, I was down like, and I approached Daisy like, Mom, what's the age and type? She looked at me and I said, you a baby, right? I told her I'm 18 and live a crazy life. Plus, I tell you what the 80s like. And I know what the ladies like. Need a man that's polite, listens, and takes advice. Woo! I could be all three. Plus, I could lay the pipe. Come with me. Come stay the night. She looked at me laughing like, boy, your game is tight. I'm laughing back like, show me right. Get in the car and don't touch nothing. Sit in the car. Let's discuss something. Either we love it or I'll see you tomorrow. Now we're speeding up the Woo! west side. Hand creeping up the left side. I'm ready to do it. Ready to bone. Ready for dome. 55th exit. Damn, Woo! damn. Already we home. Now let's get it on. Hey, Ma, what's up? Let's class. All right. All right. We gonna get it Ooh. on tonight. Damn, damn, woo! Phenomenal. I was, I was, uh, oh, I was great. I was craving some, uh, some old, right there. Craving some old school, old school Cameron. Uh, woo! So, what, what's going on with you, man? What, what you doing? What's the deal? What's going on, right? You know that was that's funny because um, you know I was listening to the Breakfast Club. Uh, and uh, just two or three days ago, I was listening to some old interviews. I was listening to uh, Cameron's interview. I was listening to Jim Jones' interview just two days ago. Listen, that's weird. Jim Jones. What, what did you think about Jim Jones Ballin! when you listened to his? <laughs> what, what did you think about him? Did he seem like a decent human being to you? During the interview? Uh, he seemed pretty... I was surprised. He was super mellowed out. I know he's much older now. Mellowed out. He seemed pretty honest, and uh, uh, he was—he was—he was pretty funny. He was just calling out a lot of people, and he seemed like a real businessman, actually, um, much like Cameron. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sad that they had such a big falling out. 
Did they? What happened? Uh, apparently they uh, they just have they just have beef and they don't talk to each other anymore. Even when there's you know uh, diplomat uh, anniversaries or group anniversaries, and uh, but there's they got some serious beef where Cameron really just ignores him and uh, um, they almost like brothers and uh, they just don't talk anymore. I guess. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. Cameron's doing his own thing pretty much. I think it's money. Well, the re- you know, it's m- mostly money stuff. The the reason I ask about Jim Jones is because we had a guy on the show, uh, JoJo Capone, uh, several times. Ooh. And one of the first times, or the first time he was on the show, he was saying that Jim Jones had some 18 year old security guard beaten up for no reason just to, like, I don't know, Ooh. prove his, like, power in the situation or something, and then, but then later when we had JoJo Capone on the show, I asked him if he still had beef with Jim Jones, and he's like, no, man, there's no beef here, you're doing his thing, so I really don't know, I don't know the details or anything, but apparently Jim Jones has done some shady shit, uh, and... Cameron, of course, is known for his very nonsensical lyrics. Was he making sense in that interview? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I believe that because uh, I believe in the security guard incident may possibly. Uh, he, you know, he said himself during an interview he was a crazy guy when he was younger, and uh, he yeah. was more of like a, an enforcer, so he was like a bully. Uh, that's what he even admitted to it. And uh, uh, he go. wasn't even like a rapper. He was more, he was primarily like um, Cameron's like physical side. So you know when they had beef, he would be the guy who beat people up or order people things to do things. And um, but yes, yes, these, uh, Cameron definitely has nonsensical lyrics. I don't know if you ever listened to that interview uh, where I, I forgot who he's talking to, but uh, Fifty Cent's on the interview and Cameron calls in, and it's the funniest interview I've ever listened to because Cameron gets really seriously angry with. Senator talking about financials. <laughs> Why? And, what did he uh, say? And, and towards the end of the interview, you just hear him like, you know, uh, you know. I think it's Angie Martinez. She's like, you know, Cameron, we'd have to hang up the phone if you start swearing. And she's like, and he's and Cameron and Fifty Cent trying to talk over him, and, he, and Cameron calling him out. He's like, Curtis, Curtis, you know, Curtis, you know what I'm talking about, Curtis. <laughs> and, 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 and it ends with, you know, Cameron going, Curtis. And then they hang off. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I think 50 Cent is just like shocked at how quickly it got out of hand. And even he was shocked that Cameron called him out so big time. It was, very, it was a hilarious interview. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I'll have to check it out. Um and uh, what 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 do you got going on this weekend? Anything? Uh, this weekend, what am I doing? Uh, yeah, so I was supposed to see my buddy. Rich is coming from down, uh, down from New Jersey. We're just going to hang out Saturday. This has been planning stages for a long time, and finally it's going to happen. It seems like I'm too old and too boring to actually do things nowadays. Uh, so this will be good. I think it, it'll be good. But the funny thing is, I will say, I hate to keep harping on that, but it's something that falls in line with what we were talking about, about many different things uh, in terms of that interview. Uh, that interview with City Center and Cameron and on, um, with Jim Jones, what he said was 
pretty pertinent to what we talk about. He said that rap and hip-hop today and nowadays is so boring because there's no beef, because nobody yeah. wants to be better than the other one, because all rappers make up at some point, and they never have serious beef, and it's never like a competition. So everybody wants to be on par with each other, which is very similar, to, you know, of course, with the rap today and hip-hop today. And that's why it's kind of boring and stale to me. And uh, also with uh, late-night shows. So I think, you know, nobody's one-upping each other. Nobody, There's no beef. There's no competition. It's awfully boring. They're all on par with each other. And because of that, you know, there's very little to talk about and there's very little, uh, you know, excitement in terms of rap and entertainment and uh, tonight's shows. But uh, I just found that that point was very very uh, pertinent to what we talk about sometimes. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, all the, the late night hosts seem to get along with each other. The, the biggest feud in late night now is, is Jimmy Kimmel and Jay Leno and Jay Leno's not even on the yeah. air anymore. Uh, but that's, that's <laughs> the biggest one. Uh, but other than that, uh, the Jimmy's like each other. Stephen Colbert likes the Jimmy's, the Jimmy's, to do Colbert, Colbert does the Jimmy's, and uh, I mean, and I'm not talking about that porn scene I jacked off to this morning, but uh, right. it's, uh, yeah, it, it is boring. Um, I also noticed, I when I posted on Friday on the Facebook, I said, um, watching the late show with uh, Stephen Colbert makes me long for the days of watching the late show with David Letterman. I noticed that was liked by a few Republicans. And I thought that was a little strange. It was like, I mean, Dave towards the end was clearly not on the right. So, and then uh, it, it just seems odd because I don't know. So is, is Colbert that detested amongst conservatives? You know what? I, I'll be honest with you. I think uh, in my opinion, I prefer Dave Letterman over Colbert because I think, I feel like Colbert uh, is even more insulting to Republicans. I think at least Letterman was upfront and real. He called you out on your stuff, you know, and you knew what you were getting with him. You know, I think he was honest. Colbert is is uh, is satire to a degree where, uh, you know, he's insulting to your face. It's just that uh, he doesn't do it to your face. He doesn't, you know, like like Letterman would. And uh, I think it's even worse. It's even more painful to watch as a as a conservative <laughs> or a Republican because. It, He's making fun of you, you know. He's calling you an idiot, but it's like a skit to him, you know. It's like a persona, and uh, I think that's actually more annoying and over time more offensive uh, than I think Letterman, because you knew what you were getting with Letterman, and and, it's, and sometimes it was very funny to conservatives. You could laugh at it, but when you got got Colbert, you can't really laugh at it because it's like terrible and it's constant and it's like. That's who he is. That's exactly who he is. You know? Sounds like it sounds like you're describing his old show, The Colbert Report, where he is playing a character that is insulting people to their faces, but right. the, his the new show, he's just himself though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I I always feel like Colbert I you know, I haven't admittedly I haven't watched it so much. I, I just I, I don't think you was, haven't watched it at all. I don't think you watched it in one episode. No, I've watched it, and I've watched the episode with Trump on it. I watched, uh, you know, but, you know, I, 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 yeah, you're probably right, because I, 
I really typecast him from the very beginning because uh, from the show, and mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be a failure from the very beginning as well. Because uh, mm-hmm. I just think he's just a persona. He's not really, uh, you know, a genuine host. Because I think you have to be a genuine person to make a good host. And I think mm-hmm. you know you can make that case for Letterman. Uh, you can make that case for Leno. That's how that's who Leno is. Uh, if, you know, if you don't like him, you don't like him. But at least you know that's his personality. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, Colbert just doesn't work for me. It's, but I haven't seen too much of him, as you said. But I think he's always in that persona. He's always like in this super, super satirical persona, uh, and it's just fake. It's just so fake to me. It's like, oh, you know, I'll be a reporter today, or I'll be a funny conservative today, and I'll uh, make fun of uh, conservatives in, in a way, you know? Yeah. So I, I think that uh, you, you, you're saying that his persona from the old show has uh, – transcended into his his actual real personality on the new show. Yes. Yes. Okay. Interesting. I'm not sure if that's um, exactly the case, but I would mm-hmm. choose I choose Conan over all of them now. And then I would choose Fallon next, even though he's admittedly almost uh, impossible to to, to take sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I would choose someone who's impossible and unbearable. <laughs> uh, but I, I watched. It's interesting you bring up Conan because um, I did a, a week-long trial of PlayStation View. Uh, so yeah. and then I, you know, I canceled it before I. But the, um, but it was actually really nice to watch Conan while like live again. Conan while he's on the air. So. Right. I turned on TBS at, I don't know, 11.30 or something, and they were interviewing Larry King, and this was last week. And and and, and Conan's <laughs> like, how do you do it? How do you, how do you stay young? And Larry King goes, well, it's, I'll tell you the secret. It's all about staying busy. I do uh, Larry King now uh, twice a week. I do politicking. Uh, twice a week, I do a <laughs> podcast uh, with Larry King, Larry and Shauna King. I do that once a week. I have uh, I have sheets and pillowcases. Who knew? And then as soon as he says that, Conan goes, I have sheets and pillowcases, Larry. And then Larry King's like, but it's a it's a company that I you know that does. And Conan's like, oh right, you have a lot your line of sheets and pillowcases. And then Conan starts cracking up, and he's like, I thought you were just bragging about having sheets and pillowcases. And and then Andy chimes in and goes, I have plates, forks, knives, bowls, and it was. So fun. So yes, Conan above all. I, I we finally agree on on the current late night uh, host. <laughs> but it was so I, I totally, funny. I'll, yeah. I'll send it to you. I'll send you the clip. It's so funny. I love to see that. Yeah, I, I, that's all I do. Uh, on YouTube, I watch old Conan clips of him like playing, playing video games or him making fun of Jordan Schlansky and. I think he's like generally the, the funniest uh, late night comedian, or at least his co- comedy is more in line with what I like. Yeah, well, that TBS show started off really strong, and then it got horrible. Uh, like that time when we talked about how, like, I remember they were doing the show live from Dallas, I think, and it was just god awful. 
and then um, right. And and now though, I think I think he's back, man. I think I think he's on his game again. Yeah, I, I've never <laughs> watched Myers. I've never watched Corden. Uh, you know, I can't I can't really bring myself to watch Colbert. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't I don't like you know I I don't like Kimmel too much. I really have to say I don't. Um, I've never liked Kimmel. Uh, there's, I think I think he's got some great skits, uh, but uh, I, you know, but uh, I just don't like Kimmel. I don't know why. The best thing was when uh, the best thing I ever saw Kimmel do was uh, when he had, as a practical joke, he had a bunch of guys paint his aunt Chippy's house orange, and and there, and she gets. She gets home and uh, she's like, "What the hell are you doing?" And they're like, "Oh, we're painting the house." Uh, and uh, and she's she's like, "What? I didn't I didn't ask for this." And so then like Jimmy Kimmel's on the the walkie-talkie and uh, after they she tells him to stop painting the house and they do. Kimmel goes, "Tell him to start painting the tree." And so then they start painting this tree orange, and it was so funny. Um, and that is of course. Uh, all derived from the great David Letterman uh, and uh, Kimmel just, you know, uh, idolized Dave. He even had a license plate um, when he was a teenager that said like late night or something back when Letterman was on NBC. And uh, <laughs> and that, that kind of, so the best thing I ever saw Kimmel do was something that, you know, Letterman used to do all the time, which is just the funniest. And then that, and it was commendable of Kimmel because he was quick, and you know he was, he was very. It was great when he said paint the tree. Um, and then also I have respect for <laughs> Kimmel because he has such uh, an obsession with Letterman, much like me. So uh, so that's that's right. why I like Kimmel. But I wouldn't like actively pursue the show. Usually, if I watch Kimmel, it's when Panic at the Disco is on. And uh, he's had that oh, on a couple boy. times. Yeah, your boy. Yeah, yeah. My my new best friend and future husband, uh, Brendan Urie, <laughs> and uh, he. Um, but the last time he had Panic on, they did a thing called Panic at the Cisco, where Panic <laughs> and Cisco performed the thong song together, and it was pretty wonderful. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It's like Monday mashups or something they do. But that's not why you called in. So we, uh, uh, we got to address a couple things. I noticed... Uh, on Facebook before the show that a, a couple that not only is your hometown of Hamden, Connecticut, trending on Facebook, but my hometown of New Haven, Connecticut, is trending on Facebook. So uh, I just want to first I'll point out New Haven um, and it says uh, this is an article from WFSB it says uh, uh, New Haven officers attend Kingian training and this is of course in the wake of more shooting, police shootings of uh, African-American men. Um, the, uh, New Haven is actually taking steps to kind of um, address it. And they're, uh, what does it say? With protests still rising, uh, they're training to learn how to cope with situations using some of the teachings of Martin Luther King. Um, so I think, uh, I think that's a great thing. 
and uh, props to New Haven for that. You know what I mean? New uh, uh, Elm City's truest. We rep it to the fullest. We take no bullshit from yeah. the puppets that spew it. We bounce from the traitors, bounce from the haters. But if you show us love, we'll yeah. lounge with yeah. the traitors. Yeah. That's what R. Heezy, same with Jay Weezy, can't leave rap alone because it needs me. You know what I mean? You know what I Anyway, props to the Elm City for that, and that's the good news. Woo. Here is what's going on in Hamden. Here we go. Uh-oh. <laughs> that cannot be good. That cannot be good. Here's the good news. Now let's see what's going on in Hamden. <laughs> um, uh, and this is from Connecticut State Police. Here we go. On July 13, 2016, detectives from the Connecticut State Police Computer Crimes Unit, with the assistance of the FBI, Homeland Security, and Hamden Police Department, served a search and seizure warrant at, says the guy's address, the search warrant was part of an ongoing investigation into the possession of child pornography. State police detectives initiated the investigation in June of 2016 after video files of suspected child porn were downloaded from the Internet account assigned to Justin Goldstein, the webman from WTNH. Computers and computer-related equipment were seized from Goldstein's residence during the search. The seized items were examined on scene. The file of suspected child pornographies were located. Uh, Goldstein was later located at his place of employment, that's WTNH, Channel 8, and taken into custody. Goldstein was transported to Troop I Bethany, where he was fingerprinted, photographed, and was released after posting bonds pending his court date. Uh, Here's the worst part. Well, I mean, I guess the word worst part is the child porn, but it says Justin Goldstein, date of birth nine seventeen eighty two. That is literally one day before my birthday nine seventeen eighty two. Then it says his address. Then it says charges: illegal possession of child pornography, promoting a minor in obscene performance. Uh, then it says court: Meriden Superior Court. There you go, John. Week uh, July twenty sixth, two thousand sixteen, and then the bond is set at $200,000, which I guess he seemed to have posted. Um, So uh, this is the weather guy. This is the weather guy on Channel 8. What what, what do you think about all that? Oh, the weather, man. I don't don't know if I'm going to be watching the weather anymore or the news. I mean, this is terrible. Any weather? This is not only bad for – You're not going to watch Al Roker even? That's it. I'm I'm done. I'm done. This is this puts a real stain on the uh, on the weather profession, meteorologists around the world. I mean, this is terrible. I mean, you have to, how can this happen? He's a young guy. He's around our age. Arrested, big time arrested. Bond was set at a huge amount. Uh, this guy must have had loads of child porn. I mean, this is just terrible. I mean, I can't believe it. It's 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 a uh, a huge setback for the town of Hamden, uh, the profession of meteorology, and uh, the study of meteorology. And uh, uh, this is just, how can this guy do this? You know, it's that much of an embarrassing, though. The police who yes. arrested you at, at your place of work? Oh, my You think goodness. it happened while, while he was like, on the air in front of the green screen? <laughs> and just saying, uh, Tonight, temperatures will be in the low 80s to mid-90s. And, uh, Mr. Goldstein, uh, we have a warrant for your arrest. And, like, how do you finish the weather report from there? What do you – and then uh, I'm going to throw it back over to Ann and Keith. 
You know, I mean, what do you do from there? What would you do if you were uh, busted well, at work you know, doing the you, weather? You got, you, even if the police are on set and they have this award for the rest, they got to finish the weather for the day, or at least the week. Yeah, show must go on. you got to finish the weather. Tell, tell me the rest of the weather because, you know, I'm still listening. I want to know what's happening for the rest of the week. I want to know if I can go golfing tomorrow. You know, at least fulfill your duty for the rest of the week. You know, that's what I would have done. Just finish your job, and then you could go to jail. Uh, but that's, that's, that's terrible. I mean, finish your job, and then you could go to jail. <laughs> Why are you I mean, golfing be, uh, on a Thursday? Why are you golfing on a Thursday? I don't. I don't. You know. Uh, you know. You're right. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm just for talking for the. Five point two two percent of people who do, um, but yeah, I would have finished the weather, and then I would have went happily to jail. But uh, we're not so happily to jail. I guess he doesn't have to worry about the weather anymore if he's in jail. Yeah, that's true. I guess not. I guess they keep you pretty uh, confined in there. Um, I, I mean, this, you know, obviously it is not very funny, but it's, you know, I don't, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, so, I, I hope he does all right. I hope, you know, he's innocent until he's proven guilty and, uh, we'll see what happens with this young lad. I hope he gets his life back together and, uh, well, Connecticut is, you know, well, New Haven's doing well, but man, they're not doing so well. Not, not well at all. <laughs> How did you know it would be bad when I said Hamden was trending? I know Hamden has not been getting very good press lately. You know, uh, we have a lot of violence in Hamden, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of drug use, a lot of these like bad things have been popping up around him. I, I don't know what it is. I think it's uh, maybe taking the wrong direction, but uh, I, don't, I don't know what it is. It's just a bad luck for Hamden lately. Yeah. <laughs> um, not good. How? How how quickly, John Weeks? If you were to run a mile, uh, how fast could you run a mile? You think? Oh my God! Are you serious? I, you know, I don't think I've run a mile in like 15 years since high school. But uh, I think my mile, my time for a mile was like, uh, and that was probably like three fourths running and a fourth of panting and and walking. <laughs> Probably 15 minutes. <laughs> no, um, I, actually, I think it's like I think it's more like 17 minutes. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, no good. I, well, that's that's. I mean, yeah. If you're if 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 you're really like out of shape, that's a great number. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> I remember, now that you bring that up, I remember uh, when, you know, we when we were in high school, I was going to an art school, ECA, every afternoon. And anyone who went to ECA, um, we, up until our senior year, we used to could be able to count uh, our sport as a gym credit. So mm-hmm. you used to be able to count tennis as a gym credit, you know. Um, but then... Oh. Then senior year, uh, the rules changed, and we actually had to go through some sort of physical education class. So I remember oh. we had. So I remember that, like, since I was an athlete, I I passed all the the physical 
stuff. And then I remember Julian Miller up there, who was always kind of my uh, my counter, my female counterpart, and also very. Uh, I always found her very intimidating. I still do. She makes me very uncomfortable. Um, but uh, she did everything better than I did in life. You know, grades, acting. I mean, everything. She was better at everything. Uh, and then finally, she failed her like her mile and her sit up and all that stuff. And yeah, uh, I didn't really, I didn't get any joy out of it. But it, you know, I just knew I was better at something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she lives oh not too God. far from me in Brooklyn, and she has like a baby or two now. Oh. Uh, I, I, they're good. I'm, I'm happy she failed her mile. But what? Let me ask you. What can you do your mile in nowadays? Oh like, yeah. You know, oh I, yeah. I gave you. Oh yeah. I gave you stats what? from 15 years ago. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, well, I can give you a stat from tonight, and uh, Ooh. Uh, it was it was eight minutes and five seconds tonight. Oh my goodness. What now, the hell? Are you running a marathon over there? What What is going on? No, but here's the thing. So uh, one of these guys that I know from AA, much like our friend Vinny B, shout out to Vinny B, um, uh, this guy Frank, uh, he, he, when I complained at uh, the meeting one time that I was, uh, you know, physically not where I wanted to be, um, mm-hmm. he he offered, he was like, you know, if you're serious about this, uh, I will, uh, uh, I'll, I'll help you out and, and I can get you to where you need to go. Um, wow. But, but you just need to be serious about it. So he offered to help and he, and, um, wound up doing uh three free sessions, which is very nice of him. And I appreciate that greatly. And then, um, <laughs> and then after that, he gave me like a discounted rate for, uh, the remainder of sessions that we do. So what I've been doing is every Saturday morning that I'm not in England or Ireland, I've been going to uh, the uh, East River Park <laughs> because there's a track over there, and I've been training with Frank, and he's been having me run, uh, I guess, two miles each time and, and other exercises in between the miles. Um, but uh, started out the miles started out, I don't know. If it, I forget where it started out, but uh, it was definitely not in eight minutes. And what was it on? Um, what was it? What was it? What was it? What was it? I think it was. What was it? Nine. It was nine minutes flat um, on this past. No, two two Saturdays ago or something, and then last Saturday, it, I fuck. I'm forgetting the number, but but. It was oh it was eight twelve it was eight minutes and twelve seconds on Saturday and then today it was eight oh five, so yeah I mean it it takes a lot of work other than just meeting Frank like I've been you know going to the gym and and all that stuff so uh, but it's uh, right. but 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 man it's it it's great to have we we call it a fitness sponsor you know which we kind of made up uh, but that goes with the whole yeah. AA theme of having a sponsor um, and. Uh, and it's uh, it's just it's been great. This guy he has like um, some world records in running, and uh, he he never made oh, wow. it to the Olympics. You know, he never made it to the Olympics because because of uh, uh, issues with addiction and stuff. But he's you know sober mm-hmm. now, and uh, it's just uh, 
it's, it's wonderful. To, and I say this because it was on Channel 5 in New York, and so it's public knowledge. Um, but, uh, oh, wow. But, yeah, man. So that that's what I've been doing. So uh, so thanks, big 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 ups to to Frank Shiro there. That's excellent news, man. I mean, um, you know that you're, you're you're working out, you're getting fit, you're getting healthy, doing positive things. Um, you know, you, you met this young lad, and uh, he got this fitness guru, and uh, that's awesome. And um, you know, I did see some of your pictures. Like I saw some of your recent pictures with I think this fellow. I think you seem you look like you're behind a like a racetrack or something like that. And then there's uh, your photo with uh, your boy Brendan. And, uh, yeah, you look like you really lost weight, man. You look like totally in shape and uh, you look good. And uh, kudos to you, man. I mean, that's a, that's excellent. Doing big things, Thank man. You. That's, that's very good. Your health health is number one. So that's excellent Thanks. news. Still a uh, long so, way to go, but, thank but you. I appreciate it. Um, uh, speaking of looking good, do you know what time it is? Oh my God! It's Ahmed Award. Ahmed Award. Uh, oh, he's a mess. 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 <laughs> wow, what do you got going on? Well, we got a benefit reading for the families of Alton Sterling and Philando Castile going on this Saturday evening of a play by an ensemble studio theater m- member from L.A. Uh, it's Ooh. being done at several spots around the country. She's been giving it up. She wrote it for... M- Michael Brown and the Ferguson situation, and ever since then, whenever something happens, people use it to make money for the family defense funds of the young people tragically shot down. So she reached out to me, and I said, sure, we would do it, and been casting it like a mofo, and I think we're pretty well set. There'll be a talk back that we'll have a, a former correspondent from the New York Times will be moderating. So it's it's wow. it's turned into quite a little quite a little to do and then out of the blue I get a asked last night if I'm available tomorrow night to shoot a webisode and mm. so all of a sudden I'm learning twelve wow. pages of dialogue and stepping in for uh OB and Broadway Award winner Andrew Garman because Oh. He's too damn busy since he blew up from the Christians last year. So yeah, old man, old man, doing wow, big things. Then and where, where, and when? Uh, you said that the reading will be this. The fundraiser will be the this Saturday. The reading will be Saturday night at seven o'clock at Judson Church, the Assembly Hall. The entrance is on. Uh, it's two thirty-nine Thompson Street, just off of Washington Square Park. Uh, and you know, it is free, but as I said, we'll be taking donations, and that money will go to the uh, GoFundMe pages that have been set up both for Alton Sterling's family and Philando Castile. So we're doing our part and trying to make sure that the conversation gets had yeah. instead of just you know sweeping it under the table. So 
Yeah. Well, that's great. Congratulations, that you're doing that. And um, the uh, can people just show up, or is it uh, an yeah. RSVP? No, thing? absolutely. Just show up. Uh, we hope we hope to fill the space. It would be nice. It is a very ugly and nasty piece, but as is our times, it needs to be done. So we are yes, we're delighted. We're delighted to be letting it out of the bag, as it were. Ooh. By the way, in that, uh, is it in? The, so I assume it's in the same room that I saw the play with uh, Lulu and Stevo in it. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know. I've been meaning to bring this up with you for a long time now. I don't know why you didn't tell me to to switch my seat so that I could get a full frontal view of Stevo because all I saw was the butt, and who cares? <laughs> oh, it was a nice butt. <laughs> Yeah, but I only saw Butt and Grundle. I think there were only two seats because he was very quick from from dropping trowel and sliding onto that bed. I think there may have been, been only only two seats out of the seventy that were set up that that had a a peaky peaky chew of that. So Ooh, don't feel bad. It should have been it should have been reserved for Ryan. Uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, well. <laughs> anyway, well. Uh, but but quite a quite a disturbing production that was as well. Yeah. Ooh, I, yeah. I try I try to shake things up. That's the way to do it. That's always yep. the way to do it. Um, yeah. So who have you got for us? Like a little I, pedophilia to to lighten lighten the evening. Oh, well, we were talking about that earlier because the weatherman from Channel 8 in New Haven got arrested in Hamden for child porn. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, there's a real interesting, I don't know if you happen to catch this, and I'm trying to remember what damn channel. I think it was a front line that they may have rerun this week, but it's an hour-long episode called Pervert Park. Oh, and it's geez. and it's about a community of trailer homes down in Florida where sex offenders have to check into and live, and oh, some are geez. basically there the rest of their lives, and others like you know sort of wean themselves out and can get away. But the entrapment that goes on that the majority of these people end up mm-hmm. having their lives ruined over. While you know the ones that like just do it willy nilly with the family and never get caught, it's it's pretty disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty disgusting, and just what a slippery slope it can be. Mm, so yeah. it certainly it certainly you know opened my eyes and sort of changed my attitude a little. I'm gonna have to to rethink some of some of my previously held tenets, you know, because it, it. I mean, I've always known it was a slippery slope, but. You forget just the the machine that is out there to keep people incarcerated, and therefore uh, they'll make shit up to make sure that the cells are full. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah. So it gets to, it gets to be pretty ugly. Well, we, uh, I forgot to mention the week before that. Uh, the first thought I had when it said uh, weatherman arrested in Hamden, Connecticut, I was like. Oh my God! How could Dr. Mel do this? Then I realized Dr. Mel passed away like 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> oh, Dr. Mel. Uh, R.I.P. Was he your first mess award, sire? Okay, yeah. well, my first 
and I meant to look this up because I, I, they never said what the name of the restaurant was. Apparently, there's a little place in Cape Cod that is causing quite, quite the to-do right now because oh. they erected a sand sculpture of a mermaid outside the restaurant. But what has patrons all in a tizzy is that she would be sort of like human life-size in terms of the figure, but her breasts are like the size of watermelons that are covered with just little, little like seashells. And it's a whole sand sculpture. And some of the town folk are all up in arms thinking that it's highly inappropriate for the young people that may be dining with their families at this establishment. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that is not a real problem. Yeah. Little clamshell <laughs> bikini bikini bra top. That sounds awesome. That sounds like something that would happen in Florida, not Cape Cod. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And who is your second hot mess, Fire? My second hot mess, and this is sort of in a good way. I was I I've never really been a Jen, Jennifer Aniston fan, but I gotta say Ooh. I took my hat off to her the way that she pushed back at the press today and some of the stuff that she came out with in this little essay that's being published around. You know, because it's like, as she said, if I have a couple slices of pizza and my picture is taken at an angle, you know, I might have a little pooch. And so, therefore, she's been pregnant now basically for the last six years, right? <laughs> in terms of, the, in terms of the, the press and shit. And she's like saying... You know, I may never have a kid, and and if that's the case, what's wrong with that? What is with this obsession right. of like you're not a complete woman unless you've had a child? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I had I had to like take my hat off to her on that one for throwing back in that in that way. You know, good it's for like, her. Yeah, it's like fuck it. Whose business is it anyway? But like she right. said, I've been pregnant now for five years, according to the tabloids. <laughs> Well, she's great in Horrible Bosses, too, with her, and, and one with her sex addiction. You see, is hilarious. Um, yeah. And who, who is your, or what is your third hot mess, Sire? My third hot mess, I'm, I'm sure you saw this, the Twitter war that Calvin Harris started today. No. No. You don't know about this? I'm not sure you know no. all about it, Brian. No. 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 Apparently, apparently <laughs> people online posted a little thing that, came from Taylor Swift's camp about the song that oh. has out now that he oh, that supposedly yeah. he and Riri wrote. But yet right. she said, no, actually, he, Riri, and I wrote it. Mm-hmm. And she claims to, to have written the lyrics totally. And as he then came out and said, well, you know, that was, she's the one who wanted to keep that a secret. She didn't want her name attached to it, so there's a, a pseudonym, the whole thing. And then the way it's framed in this article, it's like dumping on him. So he just uh, sort of went off on her and said, uh, let me see, I've got this quote here. Yes, she sings on it too. Amazing lyrics, writer. And she smashed it, as usual. I wrote the music, produced the song, arranged it, cut the vo- and cut the vocals, though. And initially, she wanted it kept a secret. It's hurtful to cool. me at this point 
that her and her team would go so far out of their way to make me look bad at this stage. Though, I figure if you're happy in your new relationship, you should focus on that. Instead of trying to tear your ex-boyfriend down for something to do, I realize you're off the road right now and need someone to bury like Katie. But I ain't playing it. And Calvin Harris said that? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, these guys, they need to know, you know, you can't get in a relationship with Taylor Swift without it backfiring. It happens every single time. And so who's Tom Tom Hiddleston now or whatever, which I don't understand why the hell she's with him to begin with. But uh, he's, you know, he's going to wind up uh, having to really be Loki in real life with Taylor. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know why she just said I don't know why she just doesn't write the song that really it's all about. I mean, apparently she seems to only go with, you know, guys with foot-long dicks. So she just needs to write the foot-long song and be done with it. <laughs> you got that right, Tommy boy. All right, you guys lose up and ready to joke off? Um, I'm, I'm juicy and greasy. Ooh, ooh, juicy and greasy. All right, let's open it up. Uh, we'll need some. I, I have yet to upload the clip, so let's. Uh, three, one, two, three. is nigh, Donald Trump is the Republican nominee for president and the Independence Day aliens are back. Yeah. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> the new Ghostbusters movie is facing criticism for being so different from the original. The major difference? Tits! Tits! <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for this. I, I love me some Leslie Jones. Yeah. yeah. I love God, I love Harvey. her. Yeah. Moving right along? Yes, sir. Okay. UK Prime Minister David Cameron said that he, the famed Larry the Cat, will be staying at 10 Downing Street after Cameron resigns. Guess Larry wasn't the only pussy up in there. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, uh, that that kitty be Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> A Baltimore man this week opened fire, wounding five people at a candlelight vigil for a shooting victim. Only in America, where our shootings have shootings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cray cray. Jeb Bush this, cray cray. Uh, Jeb Bush this week said Donald Trump has created an alternate universe by promising things like a wall blocking Mexicans from entering the United States and putting a ban on Muslim travel. 
Oh, yeah, and the universe where Trump gets the presidential nomination and a Bush doesn't. <laughs> yep. Yep. Speaking of pussies, what planet are we on? Uh, Nothing. Yeah. Bush. Oh, Lord. Tony Perkins, I loved him as an actor. The Family yeah, Research Council president offered up a measure this week to add conversion therapy to the Republican Party's platform. Perkins later explained he didn't mean conversion of gays, but conversion of Trump supporters back into decent <laughs> human beings. <laughs> Yo, convert this. Oh, wiki wiki. <laughs> A Fontana, California chihuahua named Jack Sparrow is now recovering after. <laughs> Let me take it back. I gotta take it back. Uh, uh, a Fontana, California chihuahua named Jack Sparrow is now recovering after eating meth. Sparrow said he took the drugs because he was depressed Donald Trump would no longer let him Quiero Taco Bell. You know, I have a battery-operated one of those little dogs from back in the day. Oh, and yes. he has a little belly, and he goes, Yo quiero taco bell. <laughs> And then is he like, This is the tale of Captain <laughs> No. Oh, he's not joking for Bolton, then. He says all the little shit. Says all that Oh, remember, Sire? Remember when you uh, you had that Taco Bell in the car, and then you had the diarrhea almost in your pants? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. How could I forget that? Not even in a department store. A department <laughs> store. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's right. That's where you needed to go, department store. Yep. Florida news anchor Bobby Deskin walks right through his colleague's weather forecast while trying to catch Pokemon. And this is why Donald Trump may be president. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Got to catch them all. Oh, my God. Kim Kardashian this week tried to explain to a friend's toddler why she's famous. She said, well, Moesha's brother stuck his big black cock in my mouth and my pussy and fucked the shit out of me, and we recorded it. And I said, happy ever after. <laughs> Shoppers in Yates, New York, used baseball bats in a huge Walmart brawl. When questioned, the manager of that Walmart said, I mean... They know we sell guns, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I didn't even even see this. Oh, good, it's you. (laughs) But I didn't even see this. It's a a team effort. I know, but you got to let me know because I don't be reading weeks' jokes. 
Okay. I don't even right. know. I can't even. I don't even know the damn song. Now you got me all all set. It's okay. So it's on. okay because because uh, weeks weeks knows the song, or you can just sing whatever you want. I mean, I know oh, it. Okay. I know it. I remember that line about cops and queers and good-looking models and there's lots of pretty, pretty ones and we're all in the dope show. Whoa. I don't know. You you I remember so the much tunes more. aren't coming to me. I know the words. You remember you, you pretty well. Yeah, you I know the words, but the tune ain't coming to me, son. <laughs> the tune ain't coming to me, son. We'll leave you low and blow your mind. Leave you low and blow your mind. <laughs> Spotify this week came out with a list of the 50 most popular first dance songs. Once again, not making the list. Dope Show by Marilyn Manson. Yeah. <laughs> we're all dolls now in the dope show. We're all dolls now in the dope show. In the dope show. In the dope show. In the dope show. You can find your friends in the dope show. In the dope show. Sounds like a village people song. We're roll stars now in the dope show. <laughs> we eat Carvel in the dope show. <laughs> in the dope show. Fogarty, <laughs> your Marilyn Manson sounds a little like Bill Cosby. In the dope show. <laughs> in the dope show with the pudding and the We're stuff. We're in the dope show. <laughs> Oh, according to the GOP platform. <laughs> oh. According to the GOP platform, guns are less dangerous than porn. Yeah, but when I shoot, you don't know what's in my pokey jizz. <laughs> you just don't know. Speaking of pokey jizz, Pokemon Go players this week reported seeing Pokemon at Washington, D.C.'s Holocaust Memorial Museum, where Gotta Catch Em All took on a very different meaning. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fucked. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) That is fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god Okay Amanda Nunez The UFC's first openly gay champion UFC I didn't realize any of them wasn't gay You got that right Tommy boy That's right I thought it was the KFC originally. <laughs> yeah. She'd be, uh, she'd be one of the, she'd be the Chris, Chris one, right? Ooh. I don't know. Uh-huh. She'd be Chrissy. After, after a horrifying string of hate crimes against black people and gay people, Brazil must now resist a rising wave of violence and intolerance. They need only look to the great United States of never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so so yeah, so Brazil be like mistreating they blacks and they gays. They got mosquitoes that'll give you babies like peanut heads. 
They got Bookie in the water. I can't think of a reason anyone would want to go to Brazil. I agree the with hot, that. The you hot that women. One, Tommy boy. The women, what yeah. About the, the hot Brazilian ladies, though. And Shamalia. Uh, like I said, I can't think of any reason why anybody would want to go to Brazil. <laughs> You're going to get that pizza, man. <laughs> well, you know what? It's weird because there's a mosquito flying around my room right now, and I'm, like, very scared of it. And uh, I was like, Ooh. I don't like mosquitoes. There's a mosquito. I don't you like better kill that I do not like mosquitoes. I don't like you, mosquitoes. You better kill that son of a bitch. You just don't, just don't be having babies. They're going to have peanut heads. I know. Does it affect? It doesn't. It, it, <laughs> and finish us off, Weeks. Let us, let, let us get our pokey jizz out. All righty, all righty. Even though John Madden is 80 years old, he's reportedly heavily involved in the creation of each Madden video game where approached as to how he contributes. Madden said, the road to Easy Street is goes through the sewer. Don't worry about the horse being blind. Just load the wagon. The fewer rules the coach has, the fewer rules there are for the players to break. When your arm gets hit, the ball is not going to go where you want it to. When you're running straight, you're going to score. When you catch the ball, you're probably going to win. When you trip, you're probably going to lose, unless it's in the end zone. And when you make sure it's your end zone, you're probably going to score. <laughs> and when you score, you're going to get the third leg of the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> in the dog show, in the dog show, we're all stars in the dog show. We're all stars in the dog show. In the dog show, in the dog show, in the dog show. We're all fears and cops in the dog show. In the dog. Bro. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Tom Fogarty, break a leg with all your uh, upcoming endeavors. And yeah, thank you. Congratulations, sir. sir. Congratulations. Thank you. And if you should find yourself free on Saturday evening, come down and join us. You got yes, that one right, yes. Tommy boy. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Get your, poli- right, get your politic boy. on. Get your dope <laughs> show on, bro. Yep. Yeah, man. Okay, thanks, thanks, Boo Boo, and Boo Boo uh, Good night. Don't get captured. Good night with you, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. All right, take We're all stars now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I I thought you were just gonna sing Dope Show the rest of the night. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite songs. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so um. So I asked if we could do this show this week because we don't usually do two weeks in a row, but because I wanted to make sure I told you about England and Ireland while it's fresh. And look at us. We yes. have, we're at 9.58 p.m. Can you, uh, can, can you go? Can, can we go a little longer? Is that all right with you? Yeah, yeah, let's go a little longer. I want to, I want to hear the story. I think we're having a great show. I think we should yeah. go you know, as long as we can. I want to hear the story of Rymaine. Remain, you get it? Remain, 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 remain. You were remain in Britain. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh. That was terrible. But uh, 
Yeah, here's the thing. You're not going to get much out of me about Brexit because even though I was in the United Kingdom when it happened, right. even though I was there when it happened, everyone that I was with was so focused on themselves because it was a wedding that nobody was really right. talking about it until the wedding reception. And then that's when Mac was actually the first person to bring it up. But, um, but yeah, so uh, since we didn't get to it last week, um, just wanted so yeah I, I as we keep saying I just got back from this trip from Northern Ireland and then London after that uh, so um, I'll just take you through what happened so uh, you ever flown United Airlines John Week? Oh yeah I'm a big United Airlines mileage plus member yeah yeah well well then you're fucked Not, so no good I, yes uh, I know it's no good no it's terrible <laughs> but um, uh, for an inner International flight, the last time I traveled internationally was uh, 11 years ago, uh, and and I, we always, through Syracuse, we always flew, flew Virgin Atlantic, which was very, very nice, very fancy, right. um, and uh, and then United, I, I stepped on that plane, I was like, I mean, you know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, flying Virgin was so much nicer than present day flying United, which was, is <laughs> inexcusable, and then... I get in my seat, and the headphone jack thing doesn't work. Uh, so oh. I can't participate in the on-flight entertainment uh, with the TVs oh. in front of you or whatever because the headphone jack does not – it doesn't stay in. It keeps coming out. So I tell the oh. flight attendant, I, I was like, you know, this, this thing's not working. Um, is there any way to, to fix it? And she said – no, I mean, I can give you our headphones, and, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. And she was, like, rude about it, and then she gave me a set of – actually, oh. no, the kid – there was a kid to my left who gave me his set of headphones, which was very nice of him. And, um, nice. and I, I and Yeah, and I tried it, and it, it was the same situation because it wasn't my headphones problem. It was the fucking jack we kept on. It was too loose. So, oh. thankfully, I had downloaded some movies on my uh, – uh, Amazon Prime, you know, you, they let you download the movies on there if you want. Uh, and um, thankfully, I had done that, and I think I downloaded something on the uh, Xfinity app, and I was, you know, I had enough stuff to tie me over. Plus, it was an overnight flight, so slept uh, anyway. But uh, but that was like mm-hmm. a, a hiccup there because of United and yeah, that's stuff. Bad. Um, but but overall, flying United internationally was not bad. Um, I think I right. think domestically they're way worse than they are internationally. So um, <laughs> then, uh, so then we get to um, this town in Northern Ireland, Glenarm. Actually, first we were greeted by a leprechaun at the airport. Like a guy was dressed as a leprechaun and he was handing out tennis and all this fucking. Yeah, he was dressed as a leprechaun. <laughs> it was very strange. And uh, I guess some other guy, like a, a family member, hired the guy, and uh, yeah, and yeah, it was odd and and kind of offen- <laughs> I thought it was kind of offensive to Irish people, but I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's not so, very offensive. This, where, where, where'd you go, America? <laughs> <laughs> no, that we flew into Belfast. Uh, so then okay. it was still undetermined where I was staying because first I was. I thinking that I was staying with Max, but then he wasn't. This is our friend Max McAllister. Uh, he wasn't in town until later in the week, anyway. So then Joanna said I could stay with her. That's my friend from high school. So the people getting married, right. so other people know, is 
the girl that I liked in high school's mother is marrying one of my best friend's uncles. Uh, so, you know, do the math Very on that. Very strange. But, uh, that's um, a coincidence, yeah. Well, it's not a coincidence. That's the way that I know him is through is through them. Uh, so, oh, uh, so, okay. I didn't know that. So okay. The, yeah, so then I'm supposed to stay with Joanna, uh, but then she says, oh, maybe you should stay with Bernie, this 90-year-old woman, because Joanna is staying <laughs> with her in-laws and all this stuff. So, so then we get there, and we meet up with Bernie, and I'm allegedly supposed to stay with Bernie, and, uh, and then Bernie asks if I am from Ireland, and then I tell her, no, I'm from Brooklyn, uh, and, uh, and stuff. And maybe about five minutes pass and Bernie asks if I'm from Ireland and then, <laughs> and then maybe another five minutes pass and Bernie says, are you from Ireland then? So, um, it became clear that Bernie would have probably thought I was an intruder in her house because she was forgetting who I was every five minutes. Uh, so I did not stay with Bernie, but I wound up staying with Joanna's brother and his girlfriend and her friend and her boyfriend and then the girlfriend's mother and her friend. So uh, what uh, there was like, I wound up staying in a living room. So I was in, you know, a living room. So keep that in mind. So I couldn't, I couldn't jack off at all. Right, and I'm thinking, uh, uh, and so I'm getting on like grinder in in Ireland, and everything is all like all the guys around are so far away, and they're very discreet, or they're not out, or whatever. They won't show their faces, and it's very right. you know as fucked up as America is sometimes right. uh, with like religion and stuff like that. It is so much more fucked up in Northern Ireland, like the oh, wow. um. That they paint stripes on the sheep to tell whether the sheep are Protestant or Catholic. So farmers will paint a what? red stripe or a blue stripe on their fucking sheep. That's how fucked up the they are with religion on, on the a sheep. sheep. On yeah, a sheep? so that the sheep knows what religion it is. Oh my! Are you? Oh my God! That's that's like ridiculous. Like Ted Cruz. That's like uh, the land of Ted Cruz. <laughs> and then, uh, so then we go to uh, that, the day that we first get there. We go to the Titanic Museum, and the Titanic was constructed and launched in Belfast. So, uh, so that, oh, I yeah, I didn't know it either. So we did that, and um, and Let's I got Caprio uh, there. Uh, there were there was definitely like images of him around and Kate Winslet and stuff. So, uh, but he wasn't okay. there personally, no. Um, and Joanna and I got on this like ride that takes you through a factory uh, of like where they built the Titanic. And That's cool. I was well, it would have been cool, except it was super boring because nothing happened. So I was thinking like <laughs> I want I wanted it to be more like the Pirates of the Caribbean ride where like pirates come out and scare you or something, or uh, just you know it gets really cold and an ice ice um what do you call those things what 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 sank the Titanic? Uh, iceberg or glacier? 
Iceberg. Iceberg. I, yeah, or or I wish that the iceberg came and you know added a little drama to the the ride, so it wasn't oh, very fun. Oh, you wanted fun a little action there, huh? Yeah, I wanted I wanted some action. It was boring. We just you know just sat on a thing and went through a factory. It was ridiculous. <laughs> then, um, the, oh, and I went on a couple runs in Ireland. I went running because Frank, you know, he gave me a program to do, and so I was stuck to the program. Oh my and I went, goodness. Yeah, and uh, I wound up running along the Irish coast in the rain. It was beautiful. Um, and uh, then the day after the Titanic Museum, we went on the Game of Thrones tour. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I do a little bit, yes, I do. Okay, I've never seen it. Um, or I turned it off for five minutes once and, and was like, this, I cannot. So I turned it off. But uh, we, we, we went on the Game of Thrones tour, and the scenery was amazing, and um, it made me kind of want to watch or try watching again. Yeah. But there was an actor from Game of Thrones on the tour with us, plays a small role, I guess, of a, a wildling on Game of Thrones. And he either saved Jon Snow from a tent or he held a knife to Jon Snow's. I don't know what he did exactly, but, oh, boy. Um, but, he, uh, but yeah, so his name is Andrew Thompson, the actor. So that's I got him to uh, participate in the video insulting John Weeks, and um, the first thing that he said was the first thing that he said was uh, was uh, no wildling would ever kneel before that scumbag John Weeks, and then he was like he wanted to think of another one, and he turned to me and he's like, see, I don't know, maybe I don't know if I can say the c word or not. It's hard to pull off the c word, and I said, oh no, you can definitely. Say and so then we record another one where he goes, uh, some people tell me John Weeks is a nice guy. Some cunts. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you got to get out of that, right? Thank you. Thank you. That was yeah. phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, and, uh, that's, an okay, honor. So, that's an honor, seriously. Yeah, man. It's and and the how about that scenery? That beautiful, uh, oh, beautiful uh, scenery. Yeah, with the water and that's shit. That's one of that's one of so, my favorites because it's an epic. It's an epic John Week shout out. I love it. I love it. <laughs> right, and <laughs> it's right outside the cave where Lady Melisandre gave birth to a demon baby or something on Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know, yeah. I'm telling you, people would love this. I'm telling. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And then, okay, so then the uh, the day after the Game of Thrones tour was the day of the wedding reception. So this was the wedding was in New York on a boat, and then the wedding reception was in Northern Ireland. So it was quite a commute oh, wow. from one place to to the other. Oh yeah. Uh, usually, usually you only have to go maybe a half hour or so out of the way, but um, so uh, uh, the the wedding reception was fun. And also terrible for a couple reasons. Um, so that was that was the first time I I saw Max. So you know we gave each other a big okay. hug and it was we took some pictures. His his mother was like uh, was like oh get over again because he was taking pictures like all the family was taking pictures and then she asked me to get in the picture with him. So I thought that was nice that I was included in like the family pictures. Nice. Yeah, and um, I I see his sister Sam. And and I go to hug her, and she's like, "No, I can't. I'm too. I'm so sweaty." And she wouldn't hug me, and I felt very rejected. Uh, so that oh. was strange. Yeah, that was odd. Um, and then uh, we 
the reason I say terrible was the, everything was great except um, there was a DJ or something that did these very awkward uh, games or exercise. So one thing was there was like a group of professional Irish female dancers that got up, got up there and they did like Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance type stuff. Uh, and they oh, were, wow. you know, very good. And then they asked like a bunch of guys to get behind them. So as they're asking volunteers, male volunteers from the crowd, I see the groom, Jared, go over to his nephew, Charlie, and ask and tell him to get on the dance floor. So I'm running away from Jared, but at the same time I'm running away from trying not to volunteer. I'm running towards, I'm running across basically the dance floor where I, you know, I'm running right into the line of fire. So then everyone's like, not a good move. No, no, it's terrible. So they're Ryan, get in there, get in there. So then I got in there, and the interesting thing about it, as we're, you know, they dance and then we dance, and we're making fools out of ourselves, like complete fools. Um, right. Uh, uh, the interesting thing about it is I was holding, uh, we were all holding hands, and I was holding hands with the guy that Joanna chose over me in high school that she's now married to. And for the perfect. For the purposes of this story, I'm going to call him Kyle rather than his real name. So I'm holding right. hands with Kyle and, like, you know, doing this dance. And then there's a, another um, thing later on where we do this other thing that we volunteer for. Oh, my God. And this was so much worse. This was so much more awkward because, all right, again, we're, <laughs> like, we have to get in a circle and hold hands. So that's, that wasn't the awkward part. But there was, we were outside, the men were outside facing the inside, and then the girls were inside facing the outside. And it was like musical chairs, but with people. And whoever you stopped uh, in front of, whoever you stopped in front of, you had to do the next slow dance with. So I stopped in front of, speaking of Justin Goldstein, I stopped in front of some 14 year old girl, right? And, oh, my goodness. Oh, awkward. It was. As awkward as it would be in America, it was so fucking much more awkward over there. Because so, uh, so I'm uh, like, okay, I take her hand and we're dancing and you know, very very awkwardly dancing. And um, and then at some point she turns to me and says, "My dad's over there." And I I look over to the doorway and I said, "What?" And she said, "My dad's over there." And I look. And I see this massive guy. He's like nine feet tall, 600 pounds. Um, and, and clearly she was like trying to threaten me or something. She was like, yeah, I don't, yeah, that's yeah. scary that she said that. Yeah, yeah. Like why the fuck else would she say that? So at some point we just awkwardly broke off. And then I wound up in a dancing circle with two other guys who also broke off from their girls, I guess, because of the awkwardness. And then this other guy <laughs> whose hair was like grease lightning, um, he was. He had to dance with this girl, Erica, an American girl, Erica, and he turns to Erica and says, my girlfriend's going to kill me if she sees this. And his girlfriend is, like, shooting daggers at the guy. And so he has to break <laughs> off. And it, they are so conservative. Like, it is ridiculous. So, so then, like, Erica, I've been joking with Erica ever since that, like, you know, you – uh, you better watch out. You better not. You friends her on. You, she friends you on Facebook. You better. You better ignore her request or whatever. It's very, very, very awkward. Um, and uh, so I, I go to Joanna uh, between the 
thing. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, up, I'm with Joanna like near the bar, and I say, if you told me that I would be holding hands with Matt, uh, you know, freshman year of high school or sophomore year of high school, uh, at a, you know, doing this shit, I would have uh, thought you were crazy. And Joanna was like, wow, that's really weird. And I said, so weird. And so I thought it was kind of a nice, like, peace offering thing and a nice kind of thing. And, well, right. shit, I said, I said his real name, but let's go back to calling him Kyle again. So Kyle. I, yeah, Kyle. Uh, and so, uh, so I said, you know, if, if you told me I'd be shaking, uh, holding hands with Kyle and, uh, she agreed that it was super weird. And so then, um, I, I figured, you know, Matt, uh, Kyle and I are finally getting along and stuff and, uh, and, you know, there's no kind of, uh, negative energy between us. But then I'm standing with Joanna's brother, Steve, near the bar and Kyle comes over to Steve. And he says something, he asks some question, and Steve goes, uh, I don't know. And then Kyle goes, they're drinking like faggots. Whoa. Yep. Really? And then, and then I, I, like, put out my arms, like, what the hell? And Steve, like, points to me, and, and Kyle says, I think he said no, no pun intended, but he meant no offense, obviously. Um, oh, okay. and, and that like ruined it. That ruined my whole thing of the whole peace offering and everything. You know what I mean? So it was just like, right, right. I don't know, yeah, that's, that's, man, that's I, I live in New York. We don't, we don't do that shit to each other these days. You know what I mean? It's so far, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I know, I, I don't, nobody really uses that term anymore. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty ridiculous. And, uh, you know, that's a little, did he know you were there? I mean, did he do that intentionally? No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think he saw me standing there. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, he just it sounds like an extremely careless and uh, offensive remark, and uh, uh, it sounds ridiculous, especially if they're supposed to be, you know, you know, he's not from there, right? So he's uh, no. that's bad, you know, especially in such a conservative setting. I mean, that's even worse. I mean, I think that's pretty bad. I. But, you know, uh, at least you stood up for yourself and you said, you know, at least you made a, you know, you commented on it and you kind of backtracked a little bit. But uh, still, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. And then looking back on it, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because the the other guy that Joanna was interested in back in the day in the Bronx, I remember we were at a block party and it was a very Italian neighborhood in the Bronx. And this kid, his name was Phil, but they called him Bunny because he looked like a rabbit. But, uh, Phil comes up to me and he's like, yo, do you agree with me? And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, you agree that someone shouldn't be here? And I said, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he pointed to the one black person there who was riding a bike at what? the black party. Yeah. And, and so, and it took me Why? forever to convince Joanna that he was a racist where he was blatantly fucking racist. So it really shouldn't surprise me, given her taste in men. Um, right. Still, right. Ho- hope she doesn't listen to this podcast, because we're still good friends for now. <laughs> uh, but but I'm not the one who did anything wrong, so fuck that noise. Anyway. Of course. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So so that kind of ruined that. But the, the moving on to happier things, the cool part, I thought the coolest part about the wedding reception was that 
all the Americans were basically hanging out over by the window, and then all the Irish people were over hanging out by the bar, obviously. And I was the only person, the only American, really, who was mingling with the Irish folks and who, like, at the end of the night, you had all the Americans um, just waiting in one room, basically, and I was hanging out with Mac and Charlie and, and all them, and I was, you know, sitting with them. So when the driver came, Ambrose came to get us. By the way, the driver is also an undertaker. So he not only drives cars, <laughs> but he is also an undertaker. Um, not the undertaker. Oh my god! Anyway. Yeah, and uh, and so he and so Ambrose like comes and yells something to me, uh, and it's in an Irish accent that I don't know what the hell he says, but everyone laughs. But he's like, he has to get me out of the other room, you know, to to get on the bus with the Yanks which I thought that was I, – I felt so cool in that moment that, that I was the only one who was able to actually kind of, you know, penetrate that wall, you know, and just, like, seamlessly kind of blend right. in with the Irish folks, you know. So that, that was great. Um, and um, then after that, we go to uh, – so, so the reception was great, aside from that one remark from Kyle. And then oh, – uh, yeah. The next day, I get a ride to Belfast to um, to later meet meet up with Max and um, uh, wind oh, up wow. seeing the secret life of pets with uh, Mac and his sister and, and this girl Orla. And I tell you, I cannot tolerate animation. And the movie was a piece of shit. And I hate animation. I can't tolerate it. I wish I could. I can't tolerate. It. I can't watch all this good stuff like Family Guy, Simpsons, whatever. I cannot watch. It. I can't tolerate it. Uh, so, so that was, you know, I, I only would sit through that for a special person. So I hope Mac appreciates that. So did that, and then brought my luggage and stuff home and stayed at his uh, mom's house for the next couple of days. And there, you know, we went around Belfast, and then we uh, did a. Uh, uh, what did we? Do? Yeah, we we walked around Belfast, went shopping and shit like that, and um, it uh, it was cool. It's it's a nice, it's a city, so it was different from where previously where we were, like in Glenarm and stuff. And um, and uh, one thing I thought was a bit odd was that when we left, like Max thanked his mom and thanked his stepfather for he was like, thanks for letting letting us stay or what. And I'm I'm just thinking in my head like I would never. Like, oh, thank my mom at, in New Haven for letting me stay at home. You know what I mean? Like, it's, that's, right. that's his home. So I thought that was odd, you know? Yeah, that is odd. It is a little much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we watched uh, that. We, we started watching Going the Distance, which is our movie uh, with Drew Barrymore and Justin Long. That's uh, the whole story behind that I won't get into. Um, and... Uh, we, and <laughs> Finished it the next night and it was great. And uh, we watched, uh, yeah, we watched Horrible Bosses too. It was great. And uh, uh, then from Belfast, we were only in Belfast for a couple of days. Then flew over to London, and um, the so I was so horny from being in Ireland where I really didn't, you know, I couldn't <laughs> jack off anywhere. Uh, so <clears throat> uh, I was, you know, on Grinder, and Mac was mentioning how much I was on it, and I was like, I was thinking all right, I just need to find somebody to fuck so that I can stop focusing on this and spend time with my friends. So I wind up uh, finding a Gaijin, um in another section of London. Uh, and oh I, was like, do you, I was like, do you bottom? And he said, yes. 
And then I was like, do you want me to come over? And he said, yes, that's okay. So then I, I take an Uber over there, which was probably like $40, like 20 something pounds. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, was able to, uh, accomplish the mission. So, and then after that, I went, went back to Max and did laundry. So, so the first thing, whoa, what was the first things you did in London? Uh, I, I, I fucked this gaze in and then did laundry. So I had to do that in order to, um, to focus because, uh, you know, my mental energy was spent being so horny, uh, and physical energy. Right. So I was finally, you know, that was gone, thankfully. Um, and then, you know, uh, so I banged, we did laundry and then, uh, we went to, uh, like Max took me around places. Uh, we went to, uh, Camden town where I wanted to get a, a record. I've been like collecting records from wherever I go. And I got one oh, in Belfast, nice. and then I got this one in, in London where we went into, accidentally basically went into a punk record store. And so the guy was like, what are you looking for? And I said, do you have anything by Panic at the Disco? And they were like, he said, are they punk? And I, I said, I kind of. And, and he, he goes, he goes, he goes, kind of. Well, that's the thing. I mean, isn't it? Because a lot of people could be kind of punk, but then, like, you know, I mean, let, let me look him up. And he's, he's, like, really, like, very kind of, you know, invasive and just saying, and then he's like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, they're listed as pop rock, so they shot themselves in the foot right there, didn't they? And, uh, and then I, I finally pick a record, and I think it's by the jerks and it's called jerk it off or jerk it out or something. And, um, and I go to pay for it and he's like, Oh, great choice. Have you heard this? And he shows me another record. He's like, do you want to blast? Do you want to blast? Let's blast. And then he plays this other record and, and the song, I spit you not goes, I saw Batman in the laundrette. I saw Batman in the laundrette. I saw Batman in the laundrette. I saw Batman in the laundry, and I was like seriously considering buying that album, but I I wound up not buying it. But that was, you know, that was what I was dealing with. Was that guy? Was like, I mean, obviously we just didn't know it was a punk record store. So the guy, you know, I, uh, you know, and then we went to um, the Millennium Bridge. We went to the Globe Theater where I used to study. So it was a nice little nostalgic, I guess. Uh, I mean, if I actually right. had emotions. Yeah, if I had emotions, then I would have felt nostalgic at the Globe. Um, <laughs> and uh, we went on the Millennium Bridge, and uh, and it was raining, and Max didn't wear anything appropriate for the rain, and I did. And <clears throat> then, like, he's, he's talking about the rain, and then this guy in a London miracle turns around and hands Mac an umbrella and says, I have a spare. And it was... A beautiful oh, wow. thing because that kind of stuff. I've seen that stuff happen in Brooklyn a lot, but I've never seen that. Right. Like I never saw anything like that happen in London, where they very much keep to themselves, you know. So that was cool. Wow. Uh, London, London miracle. And I think by the end of my trip, <clears throat> um, Mac and I by that Thursday night before the Friday I left wanted to murder each other. Uh, so <laughs> it was. But I guess that's, you, you know, guys must what most be good friends then because that's how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's what most marriages are like, too. Um, and then we watched. Uh, so the, uh, the last night there, watched the new Paul Rudd movie on Netflix, The Fundamentals of Caring, which is was very, very good. And Matt Max was reluctant to watch it since it, it looked like it might be sad, but it was a very good movie. 
um, and we enjoyed it. And Oh, and then on the flight back on United, my headset thing was working, and I decided to watch. They had all these movies, great selection of movies. I think they had Batman vs. Superman. They, I mean, not that it's a horrible movie, oh, but they, wow. had great select, they had Deadpool. Um, and I decided to finally watch The Danish Girl with Eddie Redmayne, Eddie Redmayne, and I uh, am watching it, and, like, the the scene, the nude scene where you kind of see his dick, and he's tucking his dick behind him because he's t- trying to turn into a girl, um, that, right. at that moment, is when the uh, flight attendant came by with the soda cart, and and it was like, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Okay, and I was like, oh, "What do I do here?" Because it was very hard to pause on the screen and stuff. But it was, anyway, it didn't seem like anyone noticed. But and then I got back <laughs> to New York, and I really couldn't be bothered with any more public transportation at that point. So I, um, I wound up taking an Uber, which always makes me nauseous. I get nauseous in Ubers or cabs. But but I, I took an Uber back right. to Brooklyn, and. I realized that I was going to miss my next AA meeting on Friday, which was this past Friday. So this is two Fridays ago, and I'm thinking in my head, I have just enough time to drop off my luggage and get to that meeting. So even though I'm like mad right. jet lag and whatever, I drop off my luggage, I go to the meeting, which is great. I needed it. And, and then I went home and did hood rat shit. And uh, with that, I take Look. a bow. Thank you. Just, wow. So excellent. <laughs> yeah. So, so a, what are you? you we don't have much memory. time, but what are your uh, what, what are your reactions? Yeah, definitely. Uh, first of all, you have a phenomenal memory, so you know, recount all that. And uh, secondly, it sounds like you had a wonderful experience. You went to a wedding, uh, although something was very poorly was said. Uh, that's all right. That uh, just small, one small thing. I, you know, you had a great great wedding, good time there, and uh, you saw your buddy. You did a lot of things there with your buddy. You did a lot. You went, you went, you went jogging. You stayed committed to your your jogging and health. You you also uh, you know uh, you, you know, had to get your mental and uh, you know in, in check there with the with the occasion. And uh, you also <laughs> uh, had a had a good time in terms of just being out in a foreign land and enjoying the hell out of it and having a good time seeing a lot of different things. And then you came back. This is the most amazing thing about the trip. You came back. And you went to the AA meeting. I mean, that's, that's dedication. You stayed dedicated. Uh, you explored. You were adventurous. And you did a whole bunch of different things with so many different people. That's a complete and a hell of a trip. I mean, this sounds like a great trip. This is nothing like that wedding in uh, Atlanta. <laughs> are, you, are, are, you, are you intentionally doing John Madden right now? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not at all. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, it was the complete. Uh, you know what else I think was the opposite of the wedding in Atlanta? I think John and Walita's wedding was one of the best organized yes. weddings, yes. and one of just the the nicest. You know, I mean, yes. there was a little drama with the photographers and the other photographers, oh, yeah. but every, every wedding has that. But other than that, I thought it was just the best organ. You know, it was like the complete opposite yes. of the shit show in Atlanta. Yes, yes, uh, yes. John Walita's wedding was simple but elegant and uh, on point. It was there was no stress. Whereas Jesus' wedding, everything stressed you out. Everything. <laughs> everything. Everything is horrible. 
By the way, but, you know, uh, I'm happy you had a great time there. Uh, but the, the one thing I did notice, uh, you know, in your Facebook posts and whatnot uh, when you were over there, uh, it seemed like you really enjoyed yourself over there. I mean, it, it seemed like you really liked it over there. So I, I don't know. I was like, I felt like you were not coming back. I felt you were there for a while. No, man, because especially towards the end, I was like, get me the fuck back to New York because, uh, <laughs> you know, when I – I remember the feeling I had about being in London when I lived there for a semester in 2003, which was, which was just, yeah, I like it, but it makes me feel too distant from my life. And it makes right. me, um, and, and it makes me miss New York because it's a lot like New York, except worse, you know, it's like New York, but worse. So, uh, right, and right. not that it's bad, it's a great place, but it's just, you know, New York is, is the best. Um, but, definitely. uh, yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah. And, and there was, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a good time, but I definitely did want to come back. Um, I mean, I didn't want to go back to work, but I did want to come back. <laughs> um, and, uh, what is your favorite scene? She's my man with man bailing. Oh, definitely. My favorite scene is she's a man man for Jermaine Bay's main. Uh, is Amanda Bates plays a really a great number of characters in this movie, but uh, she great she she's great as Johnny Cage in this particular scene. So we've got a guy with things coming out of his hands. We got another guy who freezes stuff, and then there's a man who, as far as I can tell, is made out of electricity. I mean, how did he disappear like that? What is going on here? Who is this guy? Let's just think this through. There is a rational explanation for all of this. He's rated God of Lightning and Protector of the Realm of Earth. Oh, yeah. There's your rational explanation. And that's my favorite scene is she's a main main creature, main of Bane. Yes, yes, yes. Brilliant. She was brilliant Thank in you. Mortal Kombat. Yes. Thank brilliant. you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and what's your favorite scene is she's a main main creature, main of Bane. Bane? My favorite scene is the man man feature Amanda Baines. It's the power of love. Baines, man, is uh, from when Amanda Baines was very good friends uh, with uh, Rip Torn's new wife because the old one is long gone. And and Amanda Baines played a 12-year-old boy named Jonathan DeMar. And Amanda Baines as Jonathan DeMar went to this play that Rip Torn's new wife directed, and then afterwards there was a cast party, an after party, and they were at a restaurant, and Rip Torn went around arm wrestling everyone, and he was beating everyone. But then it got to Amanda Baines, and Amanda Baines had the grit. And then Amanda Baines beat him. And after that, Rip Torn goes, he says, Somebody owes me a martini. And that's my favorite scene. She's my man. She's my brain's man. Yes. 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 Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yes. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yes. I love, yes, it uh, was. It, it gets better every time. It really does. It gets better every time. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. That's the first time I've done that Amanda Bain scene. That's true. That's true. I'm sorry. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but I, I thought I saw uh, that scene. That was precious, right? That was precious. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was precious, based on the novel by, based on the novel Sapphire by Push. 
or something. Or voiced by <laughs> Sapphire. Yeah. Yeah. Her name's Sapphire, not Push. <laughs> That'd be a weird name. I'm Push. Nice to meet you. I'm going to name my kid Push. Push Holmes. I, I, I like that, actually. Push Holmes. Push Holmes. Push Holmes. Push Holmes. Push Holmes. Uh, I can think of no better way of ending it. And by saying if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz, hit the brakes, Florence. Somebody owes me a martini. And if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that fucking bitch? <laughs> You're going to go get surgery to remove a rib just so that you can suck your own toes. And you're going to go sing a song that goes kind of like this. Where are all stars now? In the dope show. In the dope show. In the dope show. In the dope show. I thought you were going to keep going. All right. Glad you did. <laughs> Good night, Weeks. Good night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.